This is Hope FM. I'm a child of God. Yes, I well, that's, of course, Hillsong Worship there and Who You Say I Am. Well, Ralph and Sylvia Barnes, my very special guests, and we are going to be talking about the task that they have in developing the healing rooms. I said uh, the sort of prayer rooms because that's something completely different, although I have to say that, that healing rooms, I, I am right in saying that, of course, prayer is a very major part of them, isn't it? It is. Um, we, as a team, we, we meet to pray before any meetings, uh, we worship, we pray, we listen to, to what the Holy Spirit is saying and we invite the Holy Spirit to come and guide us through dealing with our guests. But we'll talk about, we'll talk about the healing rooms and, and the task that you have ahead of it and your experience of them so far because they're all over the world, aren't they? Yes. We'll, we'll leave that for you a bit later. Let's talk about your faith journey. And I, I met Ralph and Sylvia when they came on an Alpha course that my wife Jan and I uh, uh, were running. And they were one of those lovely people who ask rather a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, but before, long before you ever got to, to Alpha, uh, what was it for both of you that, that set you off on the faith journey? Were, were you both brought up with any sort of faith background? My um, aunt was a Methodist lay preacher. Um, I, um, as we did in, 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 in the old days, went to Sunday school, uh, give the parents a break. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, no, no faith as such. Um, so a, bit, a wee bit of a background there, but nothing, you know, nothing personal. Nothing personal at all. What about you, Sylvie? Well, my aunt was a staunch Methodist, and she used to take me to Friday morning coffee mornings during the school holidays with her deaconess friends. Ooh, very and nice. I suspect they were all praying like mad for us all those years. But uh, we had, we used to go to weddings and, you know, funerals that are usual. <laughs> as you do. As you <laughs> do. Yeah. So, you, so you go to the church, the ch church events, you know. Yeah. Midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no real faith as such. I had no idea about being born again or charis charismatics or whatever. Or evangelicals even so what what was it in both of your lives that 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 made you think ding maybe we ought to check this out long story cut short um we were both career people and uh, that that was sort of we we were dedicated career people well of course you were with the national trust for many years weren't you i was with the national trust for 18 years but um from my early 20s i had always been in the credit and finance industry um, so it was all about um, money, finances, um, debt recovery. And uh, I, I joined the National Trust sort of back in 2001, a few days after 9-11. Mm -hmm. And um, I was with them 18 years um, dealing with the, the cash or the collections um, the membership nationwide. Side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, Sylvia, you had a completely different background because you, 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 yes. you had an arts background, didn't you? I did, yes. I was in art and design education for now on 30 years. Did six years at art college doing a postgrad teaching course as well. So then that took me on a journey in art and design education. And I, I started in a school on the outskirts of Leeds 
and we developed the first film and animation uh, G- GCSE as it was then and, um, and that sort of led to me well a friend of mine in the school got a job in a college and I thought mm, that was the college of art and design yeah. yes yeah. I thought if he can do it maybe I can do it so I started applying to colleges and then ended up in Rotherham Latterly, and then Sheffield, and then would you believe Bournemouth? <laughs> so we did. We had. We did have a link even there because though I was from very, very far, far north in terms of Northern Ireland, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that I spent quite a large uh, thirteen years of my life in the city of Sheffield and Hallam and Hallam Radio and, yes. and Hallam Radio, yeah, which in fact was my big introduction. But yeah, uh, but no, but but no faith at all. So in the middle of all that professional, obviously you're both very fulfilled you know, in what you, you did. So when when did faith enter? Yeah. Well, I had to go into hospital for a very routine operation. And I don't know what happened on that day. And if uh, nobody would ever think about February the 6th, 1996. <laughs> it's a date that sort of sticks in your mind because that was the day that changed my life completely because I went in for this into the Nuffield in Bournemouth for a routine female type operation and came out with Emmy and uh, almost like a nervous breakdown and it was absolutely incredible I couldn't push a vacuum around the house I couldn't lift anything uh, my whole body was tingling and it was just like um, a nightmare to be honest and as you, as you do if you're in the world um, we were blessed we were fortunate that we could um go to the sort of hospitals um privately we got and well they sent me off to harley street and we checked out the college doctors sent me to harley street and so you had the best physicians yeah. yes but nothing happened mm. that's that that must have that must have been hugely devastating yeah i had to come out of work mm. yeah so all of a sudden there you are your your entire not just your professional life yeah. but your entire life takes a different turn yeah uh, and we, we obviously you're both married then yes i, I should ask you of course how you met each other you know oh. how, how romance blossomed oh. you know and all that o- over a beef burger <laughs> in, in sheffield there was a, a cafe called the gold room gold room, gold room. Yes, that's right uh, a little bit like the old-fashioned wimpies and um, I went in uh, as a customer with uh, with my cousin and his girlfriend, and I was working during the college holidays. You see, in between oh, of course, see, summer holidays, uh. doing holiday job, and this chap came in uh, with his cousin and. He kept coming back for burgers, kept coming back, and they were there hours. I didn't uh, like eating burgers. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't the burgers he was going back I was for. I was doing it on the old grill, you know, <laughs> flipping, flipping the beef burgers. <laughs> and being left-handed, you see, he said, what? No wedding ring. And I went, don't wear it when I'm on duty. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were pretty much attracted to Sylvie then. Oh, instantly, yes. Over yeah. the beef burger counter. Over the beef burger counter. Yeah. So how <laughs> so long did it take then from, from having multiple burgers to actually asking her out? Um, <laughs> um, well, I think basically the same night. <laughs> oh, he doesn't waste any time, does he? No, he didn't, certainly no. didn't waste any time. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, my I was going out with somebody at the time was in a folk group 
and uh, the, the, we'd had, the manageress was away and we'd had the folk group there in the afternoon singing songs to all the customers and uh, when he asked me out and I said oh I, I don't know because well, in that sort of job you get a lot of dates people I'd had a mathematician and somebody else that day and somebody else and, uh, and uh, it was just amazing how many people would ask you out over the county you know and I got so fed up with it I said oh come back tomorrow morning <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and the rest is history. And the rest is history. This is Hope FM. So turning the clock back a bit there, Peter, Paul and Mary and Jesus met the woman at the well. So imagine Sylvia outside uh, Sheffield Cathedral with her friends singing that song. So you were singing songs with a with a Christian sort of lyric. Um, how old were you then, 18? 17, 18, 17. Yeah. So there was a, you were singing the Christian songs yes. even way back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of Sydney Carter stuff, um, Judas and Mary, When I Needed a Neighbour, that sort of thing. And uh, also, a bit like the Seekers, we also did some of the, the old Seekers Oh, gosh, stuff. I remember the Seekers. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, gosh. yeah. Takes you back. <laughs> so did you have an influence on Ralph then? Did you teach him to sing? Um, the, God makes the crows as well as the nightingales, and I'm one of the crows. <laughs> <laughs> Although you, you had the technical ability, which of course came into its own came into it, wee but, bit later um, on. Yeah, while Sylvia was singing in the group, um, I was running a folk club. So I, I, I ran a folk club. And, so uh, you were in the making it happen. I was making it, helping to make it happen, oh, and uh, they were they were doing the work. So there you are. So you uh, you, you have this early Christian influence, Sylvia, and you you meet in the in the in the burger place, and romance blossoms, and of course that then leads to you eventually getting married. And now, how many years married? Fifty-one years in September. That's incredible. So you must have done something right. I, I I I could sort of tell a little story about a friend that uh, when oh we, tell it we love yeah, stories it was yeah. we do it was before we got married um, Sylvia was on a uh, play scheme working on a play scheme and uh, there was a lovely Yorkshire couple and I, I once said to him because they'd been married sort of fifty plus years and I said to him Headley how how come you've been married so long and in his Yorkshire voice he said lad the day we got married. I went deaf and my wife went blind. But <laughs> 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 we don't work like that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I suppose obviously looking back, I mean, you, you're very much a team, aren't you? And, and lots of the things, your, your skills have become very complementary. And no doubt, you know, going, going into this new phase that we'll be talking about, you know, a wee bit later on in terms of the healing rooms, I, I guess those skills are going to be, come very much to the fore, aren't they? And of course, you had Exalt as well. Yes, which of was, course. Which we'll, yeah, we'll talk yeah. a wee bit about, uh, you know, as well. But let's talk. Let's go back to the faith journey. So, uh, so not well, influenced clearly. Um, no. What about you, Ralph? Did you? Um, I was still sort of career-minded, uh, quite happy to be sort of, and I was working in London at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I sort of the the sort of testimony goes that um, we tried all these medical uh, people for Sylvia, and, and nothing was happening. 
and a very good Christian friend of ours um, invited Sylvia to what at that time was called Green Pastures. Um, it's now the greenhouse centre up at um, Wallistown. Westbourne. 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 Um, and so that's a Christian retreat that's a centre. Yeah. And, and, and of course they pray, pray for healing. Pray for yeah. healing. Yeah. 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 Well, so this friend of mine took me along and I, I, I walked in there. She said, you've tried everything else. You've done all the alternative therapies. You've been to Harley Street. You better come with me to Green Pastures. <laughs> as, 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 as a matter of fact... <laughs> Pocket, as she said. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, what's Green Pastures? She said, it's a healing centre. You never know. You might get healed. So I thought, oh, well, OK. I've tried everything else. She was a good friend. I'll go with her. And at that time, I could hardly walk for five minutes, let alone go to Green Pastures. But anyway, I summoned up the energy to go. And I went in there, and they were lovely. They were, they were very friendly. And we went into the chapel for the service, and there's all these people laying out on mats and beds and... Oh, and I thought, oh, goodness, and they're all going up for prayer to this couple that were on up at the front. And I said, oh, God, I can't go up there, I can't go up there. What, are the, oh, what am I doing here? And then suddenly I got prompted <laughs> and I went up and somebody prayed for me and there was no miraculous happening. And so I thought, oh, well, this is not going to work, is it? <laughs> so, you were, so you were full of fear. Oh, not, yeah, I was not, full of fear. Not, <laughs> not yeah. And, uh, well, and she said, well, look, if you're going to try this way of dealing with things, you'll have to come more than once. So I went every week for three months because I thought, well, you know, if you go to an alternative therapist, you do it every few weeks. Yeah. So after about three months... I started to feel a little better and it was like an energy surge it would come for an hour two hours 24 hours and I said there was no miraculous but it was like being on a journey it was a process because of course there was a lot to get rid of and a lot of learning to do so I can see why it was a process and a journey and then I'd been over about three months it started there about the this happened the, the, I came out on the work on the February we started this about the April so by about the September, you were starting to notice a difference, weren't you? Yeah, noticing these energy surges uh, that Sylvie was having. And uh, this same friend said, well, don't take me to Green Pastures. Um, come along to the uh, Full Gospel Businessmen's Dinner. And working in London, my first reaction was, I'm with business people all day and I don't want the gospel. But she says, well, look, come along. The meeting in a pub. And they, be, uh, we're from Yorkshire. They, they, <laughs> they meet in a pub. It's a two-course meal for £3.50. And if you don't want to stay for the talk, then go and sit in the bar. Well, that's fine by me. Uh, so we, we went along. A little pub over in, uh, in uh, Mansbridge, Southampton. And I think it's fair to say there wasn't a businessman amongst them. Um, and we had this lovely meal, two courses, and a, um, the uh, up, um, chairman stood up and said, today we've got uh, our guest speaker is Richard Kent. He's a doctor, he's a GP. Uh, over to you, Richard. So Richard stood up and he said, you know, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm Richard, I'm a GP from Hertfordshire, uh, but I'm a lousy doctor because all my patients die. <laughs> and I thought, he's got a bit of sense of humour, I'll wait for a few minutes. 
and he was he'd written a book called The Final Frontier and it was testimonies of people that had died near death experience near death experience yeah. out of body experiences some been to heaven some been to hell but what was fascinating is that he linked those testimonies those stories with uh, science and the medical and also scripture and the the message for me um, was very clear throughout we're all going to die there's two places to go heaven hell choose where you're going but choose now because you don't know when you're going <laughs> so, so at the end of the evening um, they invited everybody to pray and uh, we both did the prayer of salvation uh, so that's where we were saved enter in, in another song <laughs> <laughs> and that song very appropriately is my Jesus my saviour uh, special to you Yes, very. yes, yeah. very especially because not long after we were saved, um, which is another part of the story, which we'll probably come to in a while, um, we were taken to Shaftesbury Christian Centre by some friends in Alderholt. And it was about the time that this song was being released. And of course, at that time, we were on, as we will say, on the hockey stick learning curve, and uh, very steep, of course. And uh, this was one of the first songs that we heard that really touched us. And of course, it's, it's foundational in a sense. Um, it gives us, he gives us comfort, shelter, strength, and his promises. So it's all, it was all in this song, and it touched us at the time. Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is no like you, all of my days. This is Hope FM. Ralph and Sylvia are my very special guests, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, you know, a wee bit later on about the task that they have, really, in developing the healing rooms. Uh, and, and we've been talking, though, about their spiritual development. Now, we left it that, that there you were, you'd, you'd, you'd heard... Uh, that address from Mr. Kent uh, about near-death experiences. You both commit your life. And then what happened? Well, um, at the end of the evening, uh, they, um, the, the team or the, the um, team from the Full Gospel Businessmen's International invited us forward for prayer. And um, being new to this, we sort of went forward and I got a... Uh, sensation and I can only describe it as a cross between cramp and pins and needles from my right shoulder to the end of my fingers on the right right arm right hand and I sort of said you know so what's this what's going on what's this and someone said oh that's the Holy Spirit uh, you'll use that for healing and not being not being sort of uh, Bible not being taught um, I laughed <laughs> I know nothing. I know, I know nothing. <laughs> I laughed, um, but got out the last laugh. <laughs> but, uh, so that that's where we um, sort of came out of there and said, "Well, we've now got a lot of questions." So we were invited. Well, Gmail's quicker yeah. than email, isn't it? <laughs> and the next morning, a friend was another friend was on the phone saying, "I hear you just given your lives to Jesus. What you need is an Alpha course." <laughs> What's an Alpha course? And, <laughs> and of course, this is where they two enter my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Back in the pub again. Back in a pub. Yeah. Back and in two the pub. courses for three pound. <laughs> 
Yeah, and of course, and of course, I remember you both because I mean, it was the early days of your of your faith, and naturally, you had just loads of back to back questions, didn't you? Absolutely, and some of them I think were probably quite difficult questions. That looking back on it, yeah, they, they were obvious now, but back then. It was it, they, they were they were sort of you know they were searching. But there again, it sort of highlights, doesn't it, the journey that we all make? You know, because um, let's be honest about it. I mean, we go from knowing nothing <laughs> to, to knowing very little. Uh, but then, obviously, then we develop a sort of a learning curve and so on. And that's exactly, of course, what you were mm. what you were both doing. And you hadn't been, you still hadn't been healed at that no, point. No, not so at that it, point. Yeah. No. Yeah. But but then, of course, as as things progressed, many many things happened. You do, both developing in your faith. But the land of Israel. And the whole subject of Israel took on a very special meaning for you both. How did that, how did that c- come about? I suppose if we just look back a little bit before that, when we ke- first came to the family church, having had done the Alpha course, something hit me in here, and I, I, it hit my heart, and I didn't know what it was. And it must have been the worship. I, I realised afterwards it was the worship. So being in the creative arts, I suppose, you know, for 30-odd years, it was inevitable that God would give us a creative arts ministry. So, of course, we started the journey, and many of your listeners will probably have been to many of the meetings with Exalt (laughs) over the past 20 years. But we went, we got invited to the Cranbourne Conference, which was held in a tent with two or 3,000 people in a marquee in a field in Cranbourne. And uh, of course they got all the uh, well-known speakers, Lance Lambert and so on and so forth. Reuven Doran, yeah, um, and lots of other people. Barry and Batty, yeah. Barry and Batty doing the worship. And it was just an amazing time. I didn't pick up the understanding of Israel there because we were still relatively young in our faith, weren't we? But I then, after that, got invited to the prayer meetings that they were running in Cranbourne by the people that organised the The conference. conference, So gradually and slowly, this understanding of Israel and our cultural heritage, our Jewish heritage, if you like, um, and the place of it in biblical, in scripture, uh, started to drop in. And after about two years, I guess the... The Cranbourne situation divided, as a lot of people know, and we were handed, if you like, the baton. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph can pick that up. At, uh, at the conference, uh, before each, uh, each session, they blew the shofar, the, uh, the ram's the horn. horn. And when the Cranbourne ministry uh, closed, um, we were given the shofar, or I was given the shofar, from the conference. Did you try blowing it? I blow the shofar, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I do blow it, yeah. Um, and um, th- so that's how the baton came over to us uh, to continue taking the message of God's people, the Jews, and our gra- being grafted into into the, 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 the vine, the root, yeah. that in, into the root, that we could take that st- that uh, out to to the churches and to people for and uh, our love of Israel and God. 
And of course, I mean, of all the, interesting enough, you know, when I was at college, I don't know whether I've ever told you this or not, but uh, when, when I had to do a placement uh, in my uh, youth studies, you know, and uh, I think they thought, well, this fellow's from Northern Ireland, you know, with the Protestant and Catholic, so they put me in a Jewish youth club. Uh, and uh, and, and I, I, I went to East of London Jewish Youth Club, and I, I had a most amazing time, you know, yeah. and uh, because uh, they could raise money, like there was, it was water, you know, it was, um, but of course, uh, they were where you could understand why some people hated them so much because yeah. they were so diligent and successful. Yes. But of course, as a nation, you know, they, I mean, the fact that even Israel exists is quite a miracle in itself, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, as you know, the scripture says, you know, sort of, can a nation be born in a day? Yes, it was. Well, yes, you know, we've seen that. Mm. Um, not quite in our lifetime. Um, it was sort of a couple of years before for me, but um, <laughs> yes, you know, a nation was born in a day. So yeah, there you are, the baton, the shofar in your hand, yeah. uh, and um, and of course, for people who don't know, tell people a wee bit about the significance of the shofar. Uh, the 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 shofar has a sort of uh, many uh, callings. There's different um, sounds that uh, from the shofar. Um, the the sort of two main two ones are the call to prayer. Uh, and also uh, the scripture talks about the watchman on the wall uh, looking for the enemy attacking and the shofar was sounded as a warning, uh, as a warning that they're coming and of course the, the, um, the, the most famous story are the walls of Jericho now the walls of Jericho are fascinating because um, the walls of Jericho are actually were, were actually two separate walls infilled with uh, rubble and when the walls fell after the sort of walking around uh, for the seven days blowing the shofar um, it the walls fell in different directions they fell out and in, and in. which was uh, at, the se- at the blowing of the shofar on the seventh tour of the city uh, and of course, the other thing for the uh, shofar is it's a rallying call, and uh, and come the um, the the final days, God will blow that final trumpet for the restoration, for the restoration of, of Jerusalem. Things. So you have twenty short years <laughs> <laughs> of running exalt. If I mean, obviously, we haven't got the time, but to go into it all in detail. But if you had to sum up the ministry of exalt, you know what. You were principally engaged in in those in those twenty years. How would you best do that? Well, it was a, a worship and creative arts ministry with a prophetic edge and a mantle or mandate to bring the message of Israel to the church. But it also included healing. So, it so was, foundational it, stuff. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. okay. healing comes through worship as well. Yeah, and through creativity. <laughs> Well, that brings us a song, and uh, I'll let you introduce this one. Now, I would say, Come, Spirit of God, but you would say something else. <laughs> Bo Ruach Elohim. <laughs> uh, well, let's have a listen to it, and then you can tell us the significance of this. Bo Ruach Elohim Dreh hotanu ki eladi 
רק בחנו חפצים, אנחנו מזמינים. And of course, just before the break there, you heard that wonderful song, Abu Rock Elohim. And uh, Sylvie, the significance of that song, just tell us a wee bit about it. Right, well, of course, we picked up the baton uh, for Israel, and uh, there seemed to be a richness in the Jewish culture and the Jewish language, and a more deeper understanding of the Word of God. And when I was 14, once again, getting back to preparation, if you like, I was in Sheffield Playhouse Youth Theatre. I met a young woman, she was 12, I was 14, whose parents were Polish Jews. And they'd been in Auschwitz. They didn't talk about it because a lot of people... Well, a lot of people didn't, did they? No, mm. no. But it also speaks of how we can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Of course, and that is the basis of all the work we do in our intimacy with Lord, the Lord and, of course, asking for God to heal them. Mm. And maybe just to put that in context that we should maybe, maybe say a little bit about the Holy Spirit, because, I mean, obviously, I always say to people that parting words are the most important, aren't they? And of course, one of the parting words that Jesus gave to his disciples was, don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny <laughs> thing to say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to go back to Jerusalem and wait. And of course, well, I'll let you finish off the story. <laughs> go back to and wait for the Holy the, Spirit to come. Yeah, yeah. I will send you the yeah. counsellor. Absolutely. And he is the great physician. <laughs> so, so, in the, so in every sense of the word, the, the, the Holy Spirit is, is the presence of Jesus yeah. with us, enabling us to do what Jesus did um, and so on so that that's right at the heart of course what we're going to talk about now so the, life is full of new commissions new <laughs> plans you've had 20 years of of, uh, of exalt you've had a lifetime of business and all sorts of other experiences now you stand on the threshold of developing the healing rooms now for the completely uninitiated tell us what the healing rooms are it's where people can come it's in strict confidence they can come they don't have to be believers they don't have to have they could have uh, faith other alternative faith or other faiths or none and they come to us to be prayed for and we have done numerous courses we've done lots of courses on healing but we cannot heal anyone it's the holy spirit it's jesus that heals and i often or occasionally hear people saying i'm a healer i'm a i'm a faith healer i cannot heal anyone it's the holy spirit all we are are a channel as a conduit for the Holy Spirit to come mm -hmm. so it's it, we, we say it's not threatening all we need is a name is your name if you don't want to say anything else to us about who you are just tell us what you need prayer for and we will pray 
It's interesting, isn't it? Because Jesus, you know, do you remember that time when he sent his disciples out and um, made me laugh, actually, you know, the 72? <laughs> and he said, now get out there and uh, you see me, do it, lads, off you go. Um, and by the way, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. And I thought, well, what, what do wolves do to sheep? <laughs> they eat them, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, of course, they went out in fear and trembling. But, of course, what they did do, they went out into those towns and villages and, and, and they prayed yeah. and they actually saw... Uh, the, the same miracles they w- weren't always accepted everywhere uh, mm-hmm. they went but I guess it's the doing isn't it it's, it's not in you it's the doing what Jesus did so the command is there is don't make excuses pray and right. as you quite rightly say when we do our bit God does his bit yes yeah. we, 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 we pray in faith that we have the faith that Jesus will heal we may not see it instantly, as in Sylvia's situation when with with the ME, that we do see miracles. That things that's when it happens instantly, but we see healings over a longer period because it's a process. And of course, it's important to say that, isn't it? Because I think some people can feel if you know, maybe some people are listening to us right now, and they themselves have been ill for some time, or maybe they know somebody who's been ill some time I think people you know can get a bit guilty about coming back and back and back but of course the Bible does talk about uh, you know uh, soaking prayer and about persistent prayer doesn't it and of course you had to be persistent Sylvia didn't oh, you? absolutely yes I mean I it took quite a long time but I was uh, determined as it were to get better I was always trying to be very very positive and of course as our faith grew and matured and, and, and God had things to deal with in me and, and to teach us before the actual healing could take place. And so this often happens. There are blockages to healing. And uh, that's part of the training course that we do because obviously as part of the healing rooms there are training sessions to train people uh, God's ways of, of doing things and dealing with things and the healing rooms way. Um, and um, so, yeah, so it did take time and it is often a process. So the healing rooms are creating places where people can come to be prayed for. Yes. And uh, and of course, some of these already exist. Some some locally, uh, not enough because that's the job that you have to to develop more in the southwest region. But of course, all over the world, these rooms exist, don't they? Yeah, the, there's three thousand across the world, or just over three thousand now. Um, they started um, in a, sorry uh, sorry to say this, but they they actually started in America. Um, with uh, a, 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 one of God's generals, John G. Lake, uh, who was a real man of God, and the Lord laid it on his heart to go to a particular town in um, Northwest America, America uh, a place called Spokane or Spokane, um, depending on your accent. <laughs> uh, and the the, uh, the story goes that um, after he'd been there a number of years praying for people, there was no sickness in the town. And his vision was that there would be a healing rooms in every t- major town and city in the world. Mm. Um, the uh, It was picked up in the UK some 24, 25 years ago uh, by a, a lovely couple in Halifax, back to Yorkshire. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, not, that, not, that, not that I push Yorkshire, <laughs> but uh, they, they started the healing rooms England and Wales and 
it built pre the pandemic uh, up to 75 and of course we've all had to, to close the doors uh, and sort of find alternative ways but there were 75 in England uh, there had been 30 in Scotland under a different charity uh, but they um, uh, sadly closed um, and but now the Healing Rooms England and Wales are picking up the Scottish area again uh, but we, as, as you said we, we cover the south west which is from Newbury in, in the, to the north roughly Portsmouth to the east and then right the way down to Cornwall taking in uh, sort of um, Wiltshire, Avon, Somerset uh, and southern parts of Gloucestershire. So a small area basically. So yeah just a small area. <laughs> this is Hope FM. Well my very special guests are Ralph and Sylvia Barnes. We're talking about the the development of the, the healing rooms and just before uh, we heard there from the Vine Exchange uh, we were talking really about you know the the vision, as it were, to see these rooms develop over the over the southwest. Now, if somebody went along to a healing room meeting, and I know there's a couple of things because you need people to come alongside you who may possibly take responsibility, provide a place, uh, and some manpower, volunteers, yep. and so. On. But then, of course, the people who go to healing is the beneficiaries of any, and then anybody can go. You've already. You've already uh, uh, said that. So where are where are you in the great plan? I mean, obviously, you have been hindered by a little thing called COVID. We're coming out the the end yeah. of that. Hopefully, what's the plan? Um, we meet in um, a little place called Milford on Sea, uh, just sort of a little bit beyond Christchurch. Um, we are looking to uh, in the well. Let me say that in the southwest. Um, we run from at the moment we've got healing rooms in uh, Newbury, uh, Milford on Sea, uh, what's it called? Weymouth, Dorchester, uh, Tavistock, uh, Bath, and there Bristol. was one in Poole, wasn't there at one time? There, sorry, yes, there is one still in Poole. Uh, sorry, Bill, sorry, <laughs> yeah, on uh, they, they meet at the United Reformed Church on Skinner Street on a Friday morning. Uh, so a little advert for them there. <laughs> so yes, um, what we're trying to do over the next couple, two couple of years is to um, find a, a healing room or plant a healing room in Bournemouth uh, for the conurbation um, through Exeter down into Cornwall and so. back into Wiltshire. And we're currently speaking with a church over in Southampton uh, who are desperate to start the healing rooms, but um, COVID-19 got in the way for a little while. Well, it did have a lot of things, didn't it? But, of course, having said that, of course, there, there's never been a time whenever you know prayer and healing is so necessary because so many people have been very adversely affected by COVID, haven't they? Yes. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll sort of leap ahead a, a little bit, but um, um, quite recently we've been involved, or the Healing Rooms England and Wales have been involved with uh, Healing and Miracle Nights uh, operated by the International Association of Healing Ministries um, doing Zoom meetings um, once a month and uh, in June June they did a, three, a four day conference uh, and they set it up so that whatever language one spoke you could contact a healing rooms for prayer uh, on Zoom and I mean we prayed for people from Australia, Canada, America, 
Latvia, Germany, uh, various parts of the world, and with no knowledge of what they were coming for, they they would just appear on screen, and so we prayed. We we sort of asked what the what what they wanted to pray for. We prayed, and we worked on the teams uh, for the IAHM. Uh, we worked in teams of three, and the people that we were linked with and again we had no control over it um what we found is that we were all on the same page there was no dissent there was no one trying to run the healing the, the meeting it was it was it was god putting seamless, people together yeah seamless. yeah so zoom so even through the pandemic actually the pandemic has done a lot of good because we're utilizing technology within the healing rooms yeah and of course we should say that, that that people can pray where they are you can pray right now in fact yeah, maybe yeah. we will do that just for people listening you know before the end of the program just pray so it may well be that you right now need a healing touch so don't you worry we will we will pray for you before we have we finish the program today um, but of course it's, it's it builds faith doesn't it whenever you you meet with other people and and it also encourages you because you aren't yourself a little bit i mean you must have been quite discouraged because because you had for years had to carry your own illness didn't you yeah, yeah. and and i guess there were moments whenever you felt a bit depressed with all of that um i don't know whether i've ever been totally depressed fortunately uh, because i've always had a positive outlook but um people praying for me and friends coming alongside me who were believers and um worship Worship opens the portals, of course, of heaven, and that's been a big part of the key. Because when we did Exalt, of course, uh, the Lord allowed me to do my second love, which was to sing, uh, going back to the folk days. Um, so, yeah, so that the actual worshipping helped tremendously. Because I remember when we I did my very first worship um, stint, if you like, at New Frontiers, when we were with Blair in, in New Frontiers Church, I had to take a stool and I had had to sit on the stool because I couldn't stand yeah. and uh, things have moved on <laughs> praise God yeah and of course you're a lot better today and I'm a lot better today yeah <laughs> so I guess that's an encouragement though to people you know don't 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 be discouraged you know that press in be tenacious you know don't give up as it were and uh, and you know uh, uh, and I, and I guess obviously the opportunity for providing these these rooms as i said is going to be just so necessary so critical as we are able once again to to meet although as you quite rightly said in the meantime zoom is there <laughs> our teams or one of the other platforms yeah the um we like the face-to-face -face contact um, because it does give us chance to interact with our guests uh, and we do call them guests we don't call them anything patients visitors vips <laughs> they're guests they're guests of jesus our pins and the you know what <laughs> <laughs> no, no no i know <laughs> <laughs> That might, that might be us. <laughs> yeah, we might be the pain. But I say that, you know, because sadly, sadly, some people have been so put off, you know, because, you know, they've got guilty, you know, coming back again and again. And maybe people have got a bit fed up with them and communicated the wrong things to them, you know. Uh, whereas actually that, that's the opposite of what the Lord would want. It is. And it's when people are unwell... 
you have to take away the layers because a lot you know we we found over the years of of the healing uh, ministry is that people have been hurt it may be um it may be um that someone said something negative to them that they've had a bad experience walking into a church um but jesus loves them and mm. jesus wants to be have a relationship with them of course one of the other things that we haven't mentioned I mean, we have mentioned the holy spirit but when you meet somebody for the first time whatever and and they, they, you're praying for them you know whether that be you know over over the internet or, or over the radio or or face to face uh, you, you are pretty heavy reliant on the Holy Spirit, aren't you? Whispering in your ear what exactly to pray for, because yeah. people don't sometimes themselves yeah. know what the real root of their issue is, do they? But the Holy Spirit's able to come yeah. and guide. Yeah, uh, an example of that is um, a few years ago we had a lady uh, come to the healing rooms, um, and she wanted prayer for a foot, and she explained what the problem was and as we were starting or just before we started to pray the little voice in my ear said uh, in my ear said pray for her ears so i'm sort of having this silent argument at the opposite end of uh, yeah, where I'm, I'm having yeah. this silent argument with god saying no i think you've got it wrong it's a feet it's not 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 the head it's the, the feet and she said it was her feet she said it was her feet and i I've never won an argument with God, uh, <laughs> but you know, pray for her ears. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a foot. Pray for her ears. So I said, okay, you know, I'll be faithful, and we prayed for her ears. And she had an ear condition that she'd not mentioned. God wanted to deal with the the the, the ears before He dealt with the foot, because the uh, part of the ear problem that she was having was the imbalance. Uh, but he, he wanted to deal with that, and but by listening to the Holy Spirit, she walked out with the the ear problem resolved, and had to come back for further prayer on the foot. And of course, that highlights the importance of the listening element. You know, listening to people, and that's part of your training, isn't it? It is. When you get together to yeah. to learn to listen and not just react to the hear, you know what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that we sometimes find that people come for prayer, but it's only as they're leaving that they will say, oh, and I've just got, and that is something major yes. that they hadn't mentioned at the beginning. So we either have to, if we've got the time, we sort of start sit them down again, or we book them in for the next session. Well, let's have our next piece of music. Now, th- this is quite significant, actually, because this, this song, The Mercy Seat, wh- why have you chosen it as a matter of interest? Well, I, th- I think this is one of the songs that sometimes... God, because of my sort of worship background and uh, all the songs that I love, uh, I've got a, a friend that calls me the songbird, that I find a song for everything. And uh, we often are given songs and given scripture in song when we're praying over people. It's a bit like David and, and Saul yep. and the harp. And so I, I found that this shows that... If we don't know the Lord, we're dealing with our iniquities, our sin, our issues on our own. But when we know the Lord, we're able to give it over to him. And it's by the authority, we have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in us to pray for people's healing. We're covered by the blood. We have his blood 
and all the promises that he gave us mm -hmm. well, when he went to the cross. I first heard this song when I went to Pensacola. Pensacola was, a, you know, a, a, again in the States, but there was a, a bit of a revival there and 100,000 people uh, came to faith. But actually every night, every night they sang this song uh, as they give the altar call and people would go to the, the front, you know. Yeah. But I tell you what, why don't we do this? We'll play the song and then at the end we say we pray for people. So why don't we do that? So if you're if you're needing prayer, then listen to this song. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you uh, where you are as you listen to it. And then as the song begins to 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 play out, uh, then the three of us here uh, in the studio uh, will pray for you. We'll put into practice what we've been talking about uh, this morning. And all you have to do is come as you are. Uh, so let's let's have a listen to the mercy seat. Well, as we said, we would we would pray for you. So if you are in need of prayer, uh, then all you have to do is really receive. We're just going to be led by by the Spirit of God as we as we pray for you uh, wherever you are. Ralph, maybe you'd just like to to start us. Mm, yes, Lord Jesus, we we thank you that um, wherever we are, we can cry out to you for healing, Lord. We can bring our problems to you. Lord, we just ask now as uh, our dear listeners um, look and uh, listen for what uh, these strange voices are saying, Lord, that you will meet them in their homes, you will meet them in their cars, you will meet them wherever they are. Lord, for those aches, those pains, those physical conditions, Lord, you will, they can lay those at the foot of your cross because, Lord, your word says that by your stripes we are healed lord we just have to ask you and lord you will touch us lord we just ask now that as our listeners um settle themselves to listen for your word lord that you will touch them and lord that they pain that they're feeling i just sense that there's someone with a problem with the right eye lord i just ask that they would raise their their right hand and just hold it up in uh, up at shoulder height for you and lord just pray lord that that right eye will be healed today lord it's that i know that they're concerned they're, they're worried but lord i just ask that you would touch them now and when they go back to see the the um, hospital the solace the consultant lord that he will be amazed by your power And Lord, we just ask now that if there's anyone out there that needs a touch from you, that you will touch them in the parts that they need a healing. And Lord, we ask that they will be like the woman with the issue, that they will press through and press through and press through to get a healing touch from you today, Lord. And Lord, we maybe praying this over a worship track, Lord, and 
I often get songs and words through worship. So, Lord, we ask that they will put worship on. And as they put that worship on, it will open the portals so that it can receive from heaven. And I pray that the Holy Spirit, because it says in your word, will come into wherever they are and inhabit their bodies and their environment. And Lord, it says that by his stripes we are healed. And Lord, not partially healed, not a little bit healed, but by his stripes we are healed. So reach out now and claim that healing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yes, Lord, in uh, Jeremiah 30, verse 17, your word says, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. The wounds are not necessarily just the physical wounds, they can be emotional wounds. Lord, just lay those at your cross now. Just lay those before you because you are the, the one who forgives. So um, we call it sin, but transgressions. If you just bring it to the Lord and by just that confession and repentance, the Lord heals all diseases. And Father, we're, we're playing the mercy seat. Just a reminder that you are a God of mercy. You're a God of love and compassion. You know better than any of us what people are carrying. The discouragement, Father God, the, the words that have been harshly spoken to people. Father, the discouragement that so many of your, of your dear children carry. Father, I pray particularly against discouragement and those, Father God, who have who have lost their passion, maybe somewhere along the line, lost their way. Father, will you just touch them now, just a sense of your lovely presence. And Father, as you're standing there with them, Father, whatever their need is, whether that be the physical need, Father God, mental need, spiritual need, Father, may they know your presence you are as rafa said you're the one who heals you're the one who brings hope father you're the one who brings light in the darkness so we ask you father that you would minister to those who are listening right now encourage bless heal father god encourage in jesus name amen Lord. I would ask that, so say that um, again it's in scripture in Mark 11 verse 24 that as our listener, as the listeners pray themselves all things for which you pray and ask believe you have received them and they will be granted unto you so as, as, as listeners pray themselves believe in faith that they have received I pray that over all the listeners as well. And the prayer of offered in faith will make the sick person well. And Lord, as your word transcends the airways, we pray that people needing that touch from you will receive it today. And as they run to that mercy seat, as they run to you, that they will be healed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen.
Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, we have a God, of course, who's a great, uh, a great encourager, and uh, one of the hardest things, and maybe you're. You're probably listening to us right now, and you're one of those people who pray for other people. You have been doing that for quite some while. We all need I- I- encouragement, you know, and uh, and uh, the, you know, in in a sense that the church exists to be a community of people who work together. Each of us exercising our our different gifts uh, and and actually bringing you know bringing hope into what is sometimes a pretty hopeless world and sometimes a pretty dark place. Now, you need people to stand shoulder to shoulder uh, with you, so uh, what what sort of folk are you looking for? We're looking for uh, Christians from any denomination. It's non-denominational, the healing rooms. Um, The only thing that we ask of um, people is that they are believers they are followers of jesus that we will if they contact us we will uh, arrange for a sort of training program now it's not training on how to heal people it's a pro is a program on our authority why people the blockages to healing it's training on how to deal with people as well as pray um, but not to say that we're going to be um, we're not going to tell people to pray in a certain way because the Holy Spirit leads on that but it's people that have a heart to see people healed and especially people with a heart for the Lord because we do this as a conduit as I said earlier as a conduit for him and we will go through the training program it takes about a day um, to go through uh, all the bits and pieces that we do um, and then we will help you set up a healing room as part of the healing rooms England and Wales and the greater healing room movement um, we can help you set that up and uh, guide you through and then uh, oversee how that's running um, occasionally we, we wouldn't be there every week but uh, we will in the first instance but then we'll sort of just drop it off and we'll probably see you every couple of months So if you feel maybe called to start a healing room and as you heard there are lots of, lots of support uh, for you uh, obviously you just need to think about maybe where you would have that it could, of course could be in, in the church where you're worshipping with the blessing of the leaders uh, you know it could be anywhere basically yeah. you know. our, uh, our colleagues in Norfolk actually run their healing rooms out of a mobile home they uh, park up at car boot sales pull out the awning and open the healing rooms so it doesn't have to be a church in fact we found uh, in the early days that um, we had more people that didn't know the lord attend than we were now than, than we do are doing now that we're in the church yeah but for those that can't get to a, a building for prayer as Blair said earlier, we can use Zoom, we can use WhatsApp, we can use the telephone. And the, the healing rooms are in the process of setting up a national prayer line, uh, whereby it's been running for about a year in the Congleton area, and within the next two months it will be uh, national. So if people wanted to get a bit more information online... Because obviously you, you've got the, the stuff locally, which you and yep. Sylvia are setting up, and then there's, there's the national and indeed the international uh, healing room network. What is the best source right now for them to go to? 
I think initially contact ourselves. Uh, and How did they we've do got, that? Um, several ways. Um, the um, telephone is 07934 1631155. Uh, they can email at info at nf healingrooms.org.uk so a number of ways that you can contact us and uh, if it's if you're not local if you're actually on holiday uh, in the area we can put you in touch with your local healing rooms uh, across Britain uh, excellent and, and, and obviously uh, I suppose we can't emphasise enough that there will be you know there will be there's lots of support and lots of information there but in in a very real sense it's very exciting isn't it because uh, because i guess that when you turn up you never know what's going to happen who's going to turn up uh what you can be sure is that there's a lot of need out there but reassurance that you can't do anything about it yourselves but you have a god actually who can can do wonders and what we find is that our guests nearly always say as they leave they felt loved and they felt at peace shalom they felt <laughs> at peace and we do we love people we do, we do this because we love people we love to see them lives healed saved transformed as well really and we we work in groups of three which is important for safety reasons well of course as even well. jesus sent the disciples out at least in twos yeah. didn't they? at least yeah. in yeah. twos yeah. but it's we we, we Try to, it's always run in a non-threatening way and if anyone feels that they are uncomfortable they just tell us and we can sort of change the way that we're praying or we can uh, just have a chat with them about what's happening yeah uh, now obviously we are coming out of that well, we've had freedom day haven't we but obviously it's going to, it's going to be a little while isn't it but i guess that is that availability because you mentioned just a moment or two ago about people actually getting prayed for online is that is that option still open to people it is yeah. yes so how do yeah. they do that uh call us on the on the number that i've just given uh which i'll, I'll uh, just give that so that's 07934 163 and one five 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 yeah yeah let me just give that to you again uh, so that's zero seven nine three four one six three one five five and then you can give the the, the, we, can, the details. Uh, we can give the details and either set up a zoom meeting or whatsapp telephone we could we can sort of uh, we, we can accommodate whatever our guests require so as you go into this exciting i mean you should be sort of having a holiday retirement and all that you know <laughs> but uh, but actually you 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 two are just stuck in there you know and and it seems to keep you young um yeah i suppose it does in a way but we um I, we have the confidence we, we we're confident that the lord will do this and we want to see he people healed we want to see revival uh and we we are con- we're, you know we're adamant that we will keep doing this as long as the lord wants us to 
He likes to work with the grey-haired people, I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of us with the grey hair. But I think he likes to work with the youngsters, uh, you know, as well. And I mean, it, it always uh, blesses me, really, that uh, because right, you know, in, right across the world, you know, we can look at the UK and think, oh, dear, you know, sometimes it can be a bit of a bleak picture. But, of course, here, even here in the UK, wonderful things are happening. It's just being able to know where to look and, and who to talk to, you know, whether it be in this country or indeed, you know, other countries in the world where, where marvellous things are happening, although we, of course we always want more, don't we? I think interestingly, on the back burner, there is a children's healing ministry available as well. Mm. a young person's healing ministry so that's another possibility so it's not just the old age grey-haired folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the training the, the, the training manual for, for uh, training young people in the healing ministry has already been written um, but we've just had a, a sort of probably an 18 month break um, caused by somebody that doesn't want it to happen <laughs> <laughs> of course this is Hope FM